0: Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and on today's episode, we've got East Clarendon head coach Scott Cook. The Wolverines just got their first win of the season on Wednesday over Hemingway on homecoming, so we sat down with Coach Cook to chat about you know the process to get to that first win and getting that victory. Let's get to that conversation. Scott, thanks for coming in to uh, Chalo Football with me. You know, you guys get your first win last night, so congrats
1: on that. And Thank thanks for coming
0: in to talk about it.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it has been uh, you know a process for you guys this year. So before we get to kind of last night's game in specific, I'd love to talk about just kind of, you know, the development of this group. You know, you've got a young team this year. You've talked a lot about how – this was going to be kind of a building process this year for, the, for that group. And um, talk a little bit on kind of where you've seen them develop as it has gotten to this point where now you guys are coming out with a win.
1: That's right. I've seen maturity. I've seen them grow. When we When we talked before the season started, we knew we'd be young. We had a bunch of linemen that were real young, backs that were inexperienced and all that. And just the process of just jumping in the fire the first four or five games and competing every down and all that and just growing and it just and I could see it last week against Hannah Pamplio in the first half. We were really starting to come together. Second half something went bad for us and it snowballed on us and then we recovered. But, you know, I have to give credit with our assistant coaches do a great job of preparing them and all that. And all on our big team, Coach Quan Barnes and Coach Benny Knowlton and Coach Rawson McKenzie, for years since I've been here been doing a good job of developing our kids. Yeah, and, you
0: know, with that too, you know, the offense in particular was the group that kind of took the longest to kind of really get going. And um, what was the process of kind of fine tuning what the strengths of this group were going to be to figure out, you know, the the best offense for this group to run this year.
1: Yes. Well, you know, we got a late start in the summertime with Coach Johnson coming over from Sumter, you know, um, so we didn't have much time to put into offense in the summer. So we've had to use these weeks developing. Our, that all, spread offense. But our, our guys are always had the wishbone that we fall back on to is what we we call our safety blanket. And that's what we've done the last couple of weeks is fall back on that.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, we can kind of start um, on last night's game with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the guys put up more points than they have all season this year last night. Um, what was going right for this offense for you guys to be able to find the end zone?
1: Up front, offensive line. The offensive line did. I, I, I can't brag about them enough. You know, you got Colton Holloway down there was at center, rotating with Colby McKenzie. Then we had Michael Woods and Jalen Barron, Xavier Woods, I mean, Xavier Smith and Kyle McCutcheon, those guys right there. And then the tight ends with Ryan Sullivan and Kyle Booth and Walker Partee and Hayden Craft and Connor Parnell, those guys right there just getting on their blocks and staying on them and just, you know, We wanted to set that tone early, and I thought our offensive line, they did a great job. Um, We lost two of our best running backs from last year, better running back from last year. They're no longer with us. And um, our best returning running back is out with a a nil that's right now. So we were down to basically two, three running backs to play the Pamplico game and to play last night, so.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, talk a little bit on those young guys that have kind of stepped up. Who mm-hmm. who um really kind of stood out to you really each of the last two weeks and um yeah who's finally the end zone for you?
1: Well I, I think from well, the offensive line I said, but at in, in running back I think John Michael Hardy's come a long way. I mean he's really taken the bull by the horns for us the last two weeks, ran the ball hard. He had a good first half over at Pamplico first quarter before he got hurt, you know, last night Jay Webb and John Michael you know, Rod Shaw had a good night. Those three running backs had a good night for us. So,
0: yeah, and and you know, was it the, the ground attack that really kind of carried things for you last night? Were you able to get the passing in as well? Or? It
1: was. We we threw a couple passes, and didn't complete them and all, but wanted to keep the ball out there. It was cold and.
0: Yeah, and you know, it was a difficult night, you know, from the beginning. Had some issues with the lights, and you know, it it ends up making for a late night. You end up having to get out of there early, you know. When you've got just kind of a weird storm of events like that, when you're already playing on a Wednesday, what does that add to a very odd football game?
1: It was odd. The lights, we know we didn't know why they didn't come on, but thanks to Dr. Johnson, our superintendent, and Mr. Cook, our principal, and some people in the community, they got our lights working for us so we could play the game. We started about 30 minutes late, it was our homecoming. So the kids still got to participate in homecoming. Now with the storm coming in, we had to shorten homecoming week so we could be out of school today and tomorrow, you know. So but the kids did a great job. Miss Candace Barron, our cheerleading sponsor, does a great job at homecoming. Our community does a great job. It, it's very well spirited
0: absolutely and you know with that short week you know what was that process for you guys this week you had the week off last week so at least it wasn't quite as short as it could have been on a short week but you know what was that process like for you to guys have to make the decision in the first place to play on a wednesday and then Uh kind of figure out how to put together a game plan that
1: well last week wasn't short week i had um my oldest daughter got married Saturday night, and my next oldest daughter got had a baby Friday night last week. So <laughs> it, it wasn't a short week last week for me. It was a long weekend, but the um we were just excited to play. We wanted to play, and we didn't want to put it off the Monday because we have a buy again next week. Since C. Mur was on our schedule, they combined with King Street now, so we have an opening. So we'll we'll use next week practice two or three days, and then we'll have our fall break. We'll cut the kids loose for a couple of days and then we'll come back and get ready for Johnsonville.
0: Yeah, and, you know, um, other than, you know, your individual busy weekend, yeah. um, you know, what is the kind of oddity of having, you know, essentially a game on an island in the middle of two bye weeks for the guys? You know, does that uh, change how you kind of go through the process of really three weeks' worth of games, especially when, you know, yeah. the game in the middle is on a Wednesday, not a Friday that night?
1: It is. We we use a lot of healing up because we had some guys, these young guys are getting banged up. They had not used them. The physicality of it right now on the varsity level, and we use it to heal up and just go back to basics, and fundamentals. And I thought it we it, it, we could tell last night that we were doing some things. We might have went too fast at the beginning for our guys, you know, to catch on to what we were trying to do. And we could tell last night when we slowed it down the last week, what our bye week. Now we'll slow it down a little bit next week and get ready for Thompson.
0: Yeah, and when you guys only have kind of two weeks or two days of practice after kind of learning that you're having to move this game up, mm-hmm. how did you guys kind of handle that week of time to 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 figure out kind of the best way to, you know, cram a game plan into two days?
1: We do, we, we treat it just like a normal week on us. Monday's predominantly our offensive day and some defense, Tuesday's our predominantly defense and then some offense, and Wednesday we do all-team stuff on Wednesdays, special teams and all. So it just, it just worked out this time. It was for real when it was all-team stuff on <laughs> Wednesday night. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned kind
0: of, um, you know, last night maybe um, struggling mm-hmm. a little bit early where, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were able to kind of get out to a lead on you guys. But you guys settled in in this ball game. What did you kind of see as this game went on, as this group was maybe starting to find a little bit of confidence in mm-hmm. itself as it kind of got further along? It's just –
1: the first touchdown I gave, we gave up was a scoop and a score on a fumble. You know we fumbled it and they scooped it up and scored, and then we had a safety where we had a, a clip in the end zone after we intercepted the ball. you know So I, I could just see the coming by halftime, I could just see the <clears throat> excuse me, the confidence growing, and these young guys, and the light was triggering them on and coming.
0: Yeah, and and tell me a little bit about that defensive performance. You know, you guys really kind of bared down for most of that evening last night. What did you kind of see out of your defense? They did.
1: We our guys, like I said, they're younger up front and they're, they're getting stronger and they'll get bigger. But they, um, right now, they're quick. You know, and they just last night they were we were game tackling. We were getting after it. It was not just one person. It was everybody to the football, which we try to teach. And I, they were getting at it. They just won They were. They, they were getting tired of it. They were getting tired of it, you know, of all the negative talk and all that stuff and, you know, other people saying stuff about them and all that, and they just they stepped up last night. Find the right outlet for it. You know, that's sometimes right. when you, right.
0: you're getting a little frustrated, sometimes just going out and hitting somebody is the, you know, well, the best
1: medicine. And that's what we talk about all the time. We tell them, I say, I, they'll, they'll take credit for all the wins. I'll take credit. I'll take the blame for the losses. As long as people are talking about me, they letting the boys play the game. So that's what I always try to encourage them. So when they start hearing negative talk, I'd rather for it to be about me than about the kids and let the kids play the game.
0: And were there any kind of individuals that kind of stood out on the defensive side for you guys as you Ooh, come out with
1: the win? Yes, sir. We um, I thought Tuck Irwin's played a good game. Ryan Sullivan played a good game. Uh, Michael Woods, Jalen Barron, Xavier Smith, those three freshmen right down there played a good game. Jordan Wright, a sophomore, a big guy, finally stepped up and – Showed him some maturity last night. He's got the potential, but last night I thought he did well. You know, Rod Shaw did good at linebacker. It was good to see Luke Robinson back. Luke had a um, torn ACL a couple years, came back last year. First practice this year, hurt his knee again. Dressed out with us last night and got some playing time. It was good to have Luke back.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you know how important is this win for, you know, the overall morale? You know, you mentioned um, just, you know, hearing a lot of negative talk, but, you know, opening the region with a win is mm-hmm. always a good start. Now you kind of get, you know, when you get a loss and then have to sit on it for a week, that's, that's a right. little tough. But when you get a win and now you've got a week and a half to kind of, you know, work on yourselves a little bit more, a little bit easier to go to practice now. So, um, You know, how, just on a grand scheme, how big is this for, you know, being able to go into the rest of the region with a little bit more pep in your step?
1: We're, we're, they're excited. I, the, day, the phone was blowing up today. I give them today the and Friday off because we're out of school because of the um, – Storm. We're gonna practice hard Monday and Tuesday, and maybe do a little something Wednesday. and we have our fall break. So I told them last night for the game, I like to make deals. So I give them next Thursday and Friday off, you know, and then we'll come back Monday for game week with Johnsonville. You know, we're we're excited. Uh, it's a little bit of confidence going into now the prep time. I, I don't never question our kids, you know. I don't I don't question their heart. I don't question their commitment level and nothing like that. Right there, that's. Something we don't do, we don't attack the person. We always attack the effort. And there, our kids stuck by us when it was 0-4. I mean, we struggle, they stick with us. We, I mean, we stay together, and that's how—that's good. they learning life lessons and all that, and I'm proud of them for that. They they deserved that win last night. That, that had nothing to do with me, I can tell you. It's, it was all them boys, and, you know, it was good to see them celebrate after homecoming with the fans and the cheerleaders and singing the album on
0: Absolutely. And, you know, looking ahead to this region, you know, a little different than this region has looked Mm -hmm. over the last few years. And, you know, now that you guys have a little bit of confidence with that win last night. Does does it feel like, you know, things are a little bit more open in this region this year? See Murray moving out, uh, you know, that it's a team that has, you know, controlled yes, this man. region for the last few years. So, oh, yes, obviously man. a good Johnsonville team coming in this year, but sure. does it feel like things are a little bit more open in this thing and now you got a win under your belt, you can feel like, hey, yeah. we can make a little bit of a push here?
1: We do because you, you never know what you're going to get on Friday night from a 17-, 18-year-old kid, you know. So, that's one <laughs> exciting thing about it. Um, Johnsonville coming in, Johnsonville's a good team. You know, I, I was there for 10, 12 years, I think it was, with Coach Limburger, and he, you know, he had it going good there, you know. And um, you got Carver's bait has always been pretty good, you know, big and physical, you know. Scotch Branch, Coach Randall States over there now, Coach States played one for me when I was in Lake City with us, and um, he just do do a good job over there. So it's, it is, I think I, we're 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 fortunate that we had the the buy, and then our first region game, and then we got another buy. Before we play, well, probably the best team in our region right now in Johnsonville.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to seeing where the Wolverines are able to go from here. Thanks for taking some time out of your afternoon to come chat with me. Hey,
1: I do appreciate it. Y'all stay safe, man. Thank you
0: That'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Thanks again to Scott for coming in to uh, chat a little football with us, and congrats again to the Wolverines on their first win of the season. Also on the item this week, we've got a ton of football coverage from a very weird week of football with Wednesday and Thursday night games, so be sure to check in on those scores as we get them in. Also on the item, we've got the grind this week with Lawrence Manning's Brandon King. We had a really great sit down with Isaiah, chatting with Brandon about his process of recovering from his ACL injury from a couple of years ago and how his brother and doctors helped him through that process. For the Item Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening.